Welcome to the Happy to Be Me podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Stacy. Come on a journey with me to find out what it means to be happy to be you. Welcome to episode two of the Happy to Be Me podcast. Today, I want to talk about why happiness matters in a world of doom and gloom. I don't know about you, but everywhere I look, I see doom and gloom, which is really kind of funny because things are much better than they were even 20 years ago. You can look at TED Talks and find there's one about how everything is so much better than it was now than it was even in the 90s. 20 or 30 years ago, crime rates were worse. Poverty was worse. Hunger was worse. Everything was much worse 20 or 30 years ago than it is today. And yet we're hearing all over the place how awful everything is. Everything is awful. If you're in the United States, I've heard people say, this country has never been more divided. Really? Because I think that there was a little thing called the Civil War where people were killing each other over their divisions. We're not quite there. But I can understand how people feel that way. I can understand why they feel that way because Everything that you see or hear is designed to get some kind of a reaction out of you. People put things online or on the news in order to get some kind of a reaction. And one of the most powerful reactions that humans have is fear or other types of negativity. Fear and anger are very powerful responses to external stimuli. And with good reason. There's a lot of reasons why humans have become wired to look for things that are wrong. Back in the days when we were living in caves, or when we were living in villages, or when we were hunter-gatherers, everything could kill us, and we just wanted to survive. And so we looked for the dangers and we were very aware of the dangers. And our brains are wired to look for things that are wrong. We want to fix the things that are wrong. And we want to avoid the things that we can't fix. Our world is geared to negativity. And in today's world, as my brother, who's a journalist, says, if it bleeds, it leads. Because the most visceral stories are put on the front page or they make the front, they're the front page of the news, they're, they're out there on the first story on the news program, they're the first thing that you click on when you're on social media. And the reason is, is because those things, people don't just give them away for free. A news anchor has to get paid, and the way that the news anchor gets paid is through advertising dollars. The more people are watching, the more advertising dollars come in. And people love to see the train wrecks. 
So if there's going to be a train wreck or there's going to be a Girl Scout who's just earned this phenomenal badge, which you think is going to lead? It's going to be the train wreck. First, because we're wired to look for negativity. We're wired to look for things that are wrong so that we can fix them. And it creates a visceral reaction that gets more people to watch, which creates more advertising dollars for the person who's putting the news story out there. That's how things work in our world today. We are geared to be negative. And with more and more information in this age, we are geared to look for even more negativity. And when we click on the negativity, guess what happens? The algorithms feed us more negativity. People are looking for reasons to be happy and they're not finding them because the algorithms don't offer them up and because they're just not finding things through the way that the search engines and everything work. There are lots and lots and lots of resources about how to be happier. There's a website called Happier. There's like Gretchen Rubin's The Happiness Project. There are positive behavioral sites. There are cognitive behavioral. There's positive psychology. People are looking for reasons to be happy. We're looking for ways to overcome this nest of negativity that we tend to live in, in our very connected world. Now we're, we're wired to stay safe from all of these negative influences, but our brains don't naturally gravitate toward finding positivity in it. Your brain has three motivators to increase pleasure, to decrease pain, and to be efficient. So if your brain is looking for negativity, it's going to continue to look for negativity because that's the most efficient way. Think of it as going into the woods and there's different paths in the woods. Your brain is like that, the woods with all these different paths. The more you travel down one path, the stronger it gets. You create neural pathways that gravitate toward that. So if you're geared toward looking for a red escape, you're going to see them everywhere. I only say that because we own a red escape and I didn't notice how many escapes were on the road until we started looking at that particular model of car. Your brain is like a search engine. If you look at a search engine, we'll use Google since that's probably the most used search engine. My Google search, if I searched for cotton candy, would be different than your Google search. The things that come up would be different because I have this internet presence and Google's going to say, oh, she wants this kind of cotton candy or she lives here or this is what her preferences were before. So I'm going to show her all these things about cotton candy that are geared to her preferences. Now that's beautiful in a lot of ways. And it's also a little bit dangerous because it keeps us stuck in the very same pathways that we've been traveling down 
over and over again. Your brain is going to keep going down those pathways because it wants to be efficient. So if you have a pathway that is positive, it's going to continue to look for positivity. Let's say that you love sunrises and you look for sunrise pictures. Your brain is going to, like Google, keep giving you more pictures about sunrises, more reasons to love sunrises, more reasons to rejoice when the sun comes up and just enjoy the moment. Your brain is going to be efficient. It's going to keep going down that pathway. If you continue to look at things in a positive way, your brain's going to continue to go down that positive path. Positivity breeds positivity. Now my social media, my videos, everything that I do online is already directed to show me more of what I already looked at. You know that when you go to a website and you look for say a pair of shoes, all those ads show up at on every other website that you look at. Google does that on purpose. People pay for that. So let's say I've looked at a pair of running shoes, then I'll see those running shoes on every other web page that I'm looking at because someone has paid to put that back into my brain so that I will go back to the running shoe site and buy those shoes eventually, or that's the hope. So that's part of the things that are going on in our world this day. And your brain does the same thing. It directs you to look at for more of what you're already looking for. So if you start focusing on, for example, the pain in some part of your body, you're going to be way more aware of it than you would be if you were doing something else. If you have a headache, and I understand because I've had migraines myself, sometimes it can be completely overwhelming and you have no choice but to focus on that pain. And sometimes you can distract yourself from a headache and eventually you won't know when it did or didn't go away. So how can you use your brain's natural tendencies to see the same thing to your advantage? If you start looking at different resources of how to be happier or how to train your brain or whatever, you're going to create new neural pathways. Let me tell you a little bit about something that has happened in the last few years. My mom has been diagnosed with dementia. Last year, I went out there to see her, and I was annoyed at how many times she kept repeating the same thing. I counted five times in 10 minutes that she told me who she was going to give the piano to, and I was irritated. I was annoyed. Those of you who have small children who keep repeating the same thing and keep asking why, 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 or those of you who have family members who have memory problems and are repeating themselves know exactly what I'm talking about. You get annoyed. There's nothing wrong with getting annoyed. It's just something that happens. But 
That is how I felt at the time. I felt annoyed. I didn't want to because it's not my mom's fault that she's repeating things. It's the disease. It's not her. It's the disease. I worked on that and worked on that and I got coached and the coach helped me to understand that it's not that I'm losing my mom. It's that I get irritated because I'm human. I get irritated with the repetition because I'm human. And it helped me to see that it really wasn't that big a deal that when I got irritated and that I didn't have to get irritated if I didn't want to, because it wasn't my mom's repetition that was irritating me. It was my thoughts about it. She shouldn't do that. I'm losing my mom. She's got dementia. This is annoying. Whatever thoughts I was having about her repetition or what were causing my feelings of irritation. This year, when I went out to visit, I decided that I would change my thought to match more what I wanted the result to be. The result that I want is to love my mom regardless. And so I decided the thought that would benefit me the most and keep me in that space of love is to say, I love my mom and I will miss her voice when she's gone. And I will listen to her repeat things just so that I can have her voice with me for one more day. And I'll tell you what, I was grateful to hear her repeat things because I knew that she's not always going to be here to repeat things. This time I had a whole different outlook and all it had to do, all I had to do was choose a thought that was more beneficial to me and more beneficial to my sweet mommy. Now, sometimes it's not a bad way to live to be a little bit of a Pollyanna like that. I don't know if you've ever read the book or seen the movie Pollyanna, but this is there's a little girl who just finds happiness in everything. And she goes around and lifts the entire town out of their gloominess through her upbeat and positive attitude. Sometimes that's not a bad way to live. Sometimes adding a little optimism to the world is not a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go around and be happy about everything. But in this world of doom and gloom, look for more ways to add positivity, to be a little bit more of a Pollyanna, where it makes sense to do so. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to do so. Sometimes outrage is the right response. Sometimes sadness is the right response. Sometimes annoyance is the right response. And sometimes allowing yourself to feel happy is also the right response. That's something to think about. I'll see you next time. Well, there you have it. If something piqued your interest, feel free to join me at happytobemecoaching.com. That's happy, the number two, the letter B, M-E, coaching.com. I'll see you next time.
Thank you.